All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian, and today we're sitting at Boyd Lee Park. I picked this location due to the fact that they have some parade or festival going on in the last park I recorded from. So today we're in a much quieter spot, sitting back in the cut under a tree. Even though it's cool outside, no sun shining, we're still in our own little nook. And what I've prepared for you today is a question. Now I want you to ask yourself this question because I've titled this one, Fragments pieces of a puzzle. And with this question, or questions that follow, I want you to really think. I want you to stand in the mirror and ponder these ideas. So grab your coffee. I'm drinking another Speedway, two hazelnuts, this time six sugars, coffee, and it is doing its job. You know the coffee is perfect when the first sip literally widens your eyes. You feel like you can see the future. That's how strong this cup is. We're sipping on a 16-ouncer. Let's take the sip and let's go. When you think of the perfect house, what do you think of? When someone tells you that they are thinking of buying a house, what are they really buying? You see, no one really thinks about what truly makes up a house. They typically fantasize and ruminate over the finished product just so they can say, I have a house or I bought the biggest house on the block. But what about the things that actually make up the house? Things such as the paint on the walls, the bay windows in the living room, the marble stone leading up to the front door, the trim on the mailbox. These little things often get overlooked when someone talks about buying or owning the perfect house. But these little things are what makes the house or home complete. I like to think of these little decorative flourishes on the banister and multicolored spackling on the ceiling as fragments, smaller pieces of the greater whole. The little pieces that pull everything together and give its owner or the casual passerby that overall impression of a well-built home. So similar to this idea, this concept, we can also look at ourselves as fragments sewn together in intricate patterns that create our individuality, our passion, interest, and our essence. Someone may have had a rough upbringing that also struggled in school because of a learning deficit, but they hit the lottery and now they have $20 million in the bank. Does this alone make him or her a good person? No, it can't. Because when you consider that someone is a good or bad person, we don't simply say that because of how they look or what they own, we take into account the total value of their character. How they move, how they talk, how they act, how they stand, how they read, how well they listen, or even how well they help others. There are many things that we analyze and calculate when we try to estimate someone's worth. I'm not going to say that Melinda is the best girlfriend in the world just because she always wears perfume and laughs at my jokes. And I'm not going to say that she is the worst girlfriend because she snores or leaves food in the car. I'm not going to say any of those things. But I will say that Melinda is a great person because of how she makes me feel. Now, Melinda is just an example. But for you, it may be Roger, Chan, Masha, or Trinity. But who are they? What are they, really? In my opinion, I would say that they are collections of fragments intricately sewn together to create unique and awe-inspiring individuals. And you are also one of these awe-inspiring individuals. You are comprised of many interesting and notable qualities, as well as a few faults, as we all possess. You see, no one is perfect, and not one aspect of our consciousness, skill sets, or monetary standing can define who we truly are or what we are truly capable of. This is the reason why one should never take criticism too close to heart, or let an upset person's words linger a little too long in one's ear. A mother tells her son that he will never amount to nothing. 
A father tells his daughter that she is too promiscuous and no man will ever want to marry her. A brother hits his brother because he doesn't like the fact that he is shorter. Or a sister yells at her sister because she feels that she is prettier than her. These opinions and negative actions towards one another are just reactions to fragments. Individual aspects of a person that triggered something in another at no fault of the possessor in most cases, but it's up to the listener to determine how much value they allow this negativity to hold in one's life. If you simply say that someone else's definition of you doesn't define your total value, then you are already halfway through the battle. Let's take a quick sip and a short break. Allow me to introduce Malcolm. Malcolm is a 36-year-old male from Peru that has a wife and six daughters. Malcolm doesn't drive a car because in his rural community, he can get everywhere that he needs to on foot. Malcolm walks to work in the fields. Malcolm walks home to provide for his family. Malcolm walks with his wife down to the river to teach his daughters how to fish. Malcolm is respected in his community, and Malcolm has never stolen anything from anyone. Malcolm is learning to speak English, but it's not his native language. So when you meet Malcolm on the street, and he doesn't respond with perfect grammar, do you write him off as a poor, uneducated man that will never amount to anything? Some do. But anyone with any sense would say, hold on, this is just one aspect of the greater whole. I do not know enough about Malcolm to make an accurate assumption of his worth. And with time, some would get to know Malcolm a little more and find out that his native language is Spanish and that even while he is learning English, he can already speak fluently in French and Japanese. Malcolm is an extraordinary person, not just because of his language skills, but because he has managed to continue pushing his own limits while at the same time providing for his wife and six children, walking to work every day and not complaining about the things that he doesn't have. Malcolm is a resilient man. Let's meet Tanya. Tanya is a 16-year-old girl from Moscow who is in her last year of high school. Tanya doesn't have any siblings and lives with her grandparents since her biological parents were killed in a gas station robbery gone wrong. Tanya has grown up in a household that maintains traditional values, but lacks the adaptability of the modern mindset. Tanya cannot talk to her grandparents about Netflix because her grandparents only watch the news. Tanya cannot explain the reasons why she needs a new MacBook for her fashion blog because her grandparents value heat for the home over modern technology. So our Tanya is invited to a big fashion blog slash girls weekend in the mountains with a few of her wealthier friends. Everyone shows up with their MacBooks, iPhones, and fresh manicures. Tanya shows up with her Android cell phone and nail polish from last week. The other girls start to tease Tanya because they realize that Tanya's family is poor. They make comments that tear at her self-esteem, which trigger anxiety, ultimately causing Tanya to hitchhike back home and cry in her room. She can't tell her grandparents about it because it would sound like she was ungrateful for what they did provide, a stable home, warmth, and love. Tanya's current financial standing does not define who she is because it is just one fragment, one small aspect of what has shaped her into the young woman that she is. And this same moment in time is what will ultimately prompt her to double down in her studies and one day create a multi-million dollar clothing line. Tanya's quite an impressive girl, wouldn't you say? Now it's your turn. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? How many staircases or locked doors are within your home? How many coats of paint are on your drywall? Does the leaky faucet within your bathroom truly define who you are? 
Does your economy car that smokes on the way to work define your best qualities? Does the scar on your arm make you a bad person? Or are these just fragments of the greater you? And on that one, we'll take an exit sip. And I will see you in the next one.